0: Hello and welcome to Advisor Gold, The Missing Allocation, the show where financial professionals learn the why, how, and what to help their clients own physical gold and silver. This podcast is designed to complement the training at goldandsilveradvisors.com. I'm your host, Kerry Morris. I work with clients and run a financial planning practice every day, and we've used physical metals in our financial plans for nearly a decade. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Ryan Long second generation in the gold and silver business and president of National Gold Consultants, which only promotes their business through a large advisor network. If you're a consumer listening to this podcast, welcome. This is not financial, legal, or tax advice. It's education, folks, and you're welcome to have your advisor reach out to us, or you can email us directly with your question. In this episode, we answer the question, what are the top 10 reasons that we expect gold and silver to head upward in the next year or so? One could argue that there hasn't been a more important time in history for financial advisors to not only understand, but use this asset class, Physical Metals. After listening today, you will have these top 10 reasons, top of mind, to share with your clients. Now, here's my conversation with Ryan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. And as you heard today, we're going to answer the question: What are the top ten reasons we expect gold and silver to, to go up in the next year or so? So, Ryan, you sent out you sent this out as an e blast actually the other day, and I said, hey, we need to do a podcast on this, right? And so, these are the top ten reasons, but we're not going to do a countdown, right? Uh, so, ten is just important as one, and so forth and so on. So, jumping right in, number one is war. Hey, we got a war going on across the pond there.
1: I mean it's all you you can't you can't see the headlines without seeing war it's it's all about Ukraine it's about commodity prices rising it's it's nuclear reactors being shelled upon um is China going to invade Taiwan next I, you know there, there's so much uncertainty when you have that but Kerry, I mean you're seeing major panic buying from from everything right now whether that's fertilizer to gold, the silver to, you know, getting out of the banking system because assets are being frozen. It's a, it's a whole can of worms out there, isn't it right now? Absolutely. It's,
0: it's almost like two years ago with toilet paper, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Our our favorite example, right? It's a hard
1: (laughs) asset, you know, yeah,
0: and a a necessary one, at least in modern times, right? Hopefully hopefully it's a
1: soft asset, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Oh, so, so yeah, I mean, this war is one of those. So you're going to see in this podcast, real quick here, that there's there's long term issues, that foundational issues that we're going to touch on, and then mm-hmm. there's more current event type issues. But the one thing that happens here that this war is doing, it, it engages that fight to f- flight to safety. Uh, I was going to say the fight or flight syndrome, the flight yep. to safety. You know, so it's just kind of like icing on the cake as far as pushing more
1: and more demand for gold and silver, wouldn't you say, because of the just instability of it? Well, I mean, we weren't talking in 2021 about wars. We were talking about probably the nine other reasons we're going to be talking about. This just happens to hit the top 10 list because it's current. But it's Carrie, it it's crazy how fast people are reminded about safe haven assets and hard, tangible assets. I mean, in the last week or two, I, I can't tell you how many individuals locally have come on in, and, and we don't advertise local, um, that are just scared and not knowing what to do when they want to get their money. They call it out of the system because you know people are scared if the system's going to turn on or turn off. They, they don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So moving right along to inflation, that's been another thing that's heightened everything. Like you said, the war kind of tipped hmm. it over. You've even seen an increase in activity. Inflation is something that we've been talking about a long time but uh it's kind of ramped up mm-hmm. again in the
1: last 6 or 8 months even to another level wouldn't you say i mean it's coming full full, full fold right now um even even jerome powell is saying the you know the, the war tensions could really implicate implicate you know higher inflation numbers but i mean the media they're telling you inflation's hit a 40 year highs right now uh, that's that's not i mean that's common knowledge right now but Again, I go back to how many times I've said this in in the advisor training, goldandsilveradvisors.com. What is real inflation? I I mean, goods and services that us consumers all have to purchase and live and heat our house. And uh, in 1980, they calculated inflation for the first time, used a pretty robust formula. Uh, With that said, since 1980, they've just picked and and prodded four different formulas since then that have increased or omitted different things. If we use the 1980s inflation number, it's at 15 and percent today, Carrie, instead of the seven and a half that they say right now.
0: Yeah. Well, my one one or two remarks on that is that when they keep changing that definition, I found out a couple of years ago when they when we did the three trillion dollar money printing in three months that mm-hmm. even the money that we're printing is included in in GDP. And and like just that's how wonky the calculations oh. become as they yep as they start changing things like how they calculate inflation and things like that. So we all know it, you know, you and I knew that there was monetary inflation happening through all this money printing. And now people have seen the price action
1: Mm -hmm. and,
0: you know, it was uh, it was in late 2014 when the main quantitative easing, uh, the main stimulus stop started stopping, Mm -hmm. not that it ever stopped, but they really cut it back in late 2014. That's the last time we saw gas prices shoot up to this much. And I I mean, I have this vivid memory of standing at the gas pump at Costco and seeing that and knowing, of course, what was going on economically in the country. And so now, though, so that that was in reaction to that that stimulus stopping. Well, now, you know, we had the big stimulus in 2020, but it's happening without even that that going on. Right. Right. I'm not even pulling the passy out of the mouth. Right. (laughs) And it's still going up. So that I hope that's coming across and making sense, Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So inflation is definitely an issue. People do know that metals. I think they know that metals are a hedge to inflation. So it's yep. pretty. Pretty. It
1: stood, the, it stood the test of time. I mean, it stood two thousand years. It stood Roman empires falling. It's it stood uh, Germany Weimar Republic. It stood. It stands. You know, Zimbabwe and and Turkey and and here we are with high inflation. Well. It's, it's no uh <laughs> it's no secret yeah. that gold and silver are testing highs here again and we'll continue to do so but um let's uh let's move on to a shorter yeah. topic carrie uh number three on the on the top list which happens to be our central banks and you know if you look at if you look at last year in 2021 uh the central banks had the highest gold holdings in over 30 years and in over 30 years and, and prior to that you know you're, you're kind of in that 1980s you know 10 year range what did we have back then? High inflation. There seems to be a, a pretty good correlation to there, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah. So at least, so yeah. there you go. Even the central banks know what
1: they're doing a little bit, right? They're holding more gold. Mm-hmm. They're holding <laughs> gold to they're holding gold to uh, uh, keep up with you know their purchasing power of their own fiat dollars. That's that's the, yeah. that's the kicker here. Yeah. Trying to anyways, Trying right? To. Yeah, it's not enough.
0: <laughs> so number four, stock market bubble. You know, we we I think everybody should know we're we're in a bubble with the market right now what's going to happen with that. We don't know when, and we don't know how long the, we can kick the can down the road. But I know as humans, mm-hmm. all the uh, the big money investments are going to keep riding that horse as long as they can, you know, until the rug's pulled
1: out from under us. Yeah. Musical chairs, until that until the music stops and the chairs are out, I mean, it's going to continue the status quo. But with, with what we're seeing, Kerry, with all of this monetary You know, just adding more funds to the balance sheet and printing money out of thin air—it's just pumping money into the stock markets. And you know, we could continue to see uh, upward swings in the markets. We we don't know. This is uncharted territories. With, I mean, things—you know, yeah—the the the, uh, markets are all extremely overvalued based upon their valuations. And to get back to normal valuations of where value should be at based upon price and earnings, the PE ratios. I mean, it'd be a fifty percent haircut in the markets to get to more fair value, and that's <laughs> that's yeah. a hit.
0: And I think the only question remains is that when it does go down really fast, how's the Fed going to react? Are they going to inject a big stimulus mm-hmm. again and push it back up, and then that's just going to kick that can down the road yeah. a little bit? You know, and it's at some point we we're not going to be able to do that. I don't think, but we don't know when that is. So that's why. Yeah. We teach people to just hold their allocations of physical gold and silver, and they've got that counterbalance,
1: right? Right, right. And that's why it hits the top 10 reasons why gold and silver prices are, are set to soar. And it, it transitions to midway point here of number five, which happens to be interest rates. So, I mean, Kerry, the, the Fed is talking about what, six, seven interest rate hikes this year. Don't you think they're kind of backing themselves into a into a corner there?
0: Well, I think they raise them so they can turn around and lower them again. You know, it's part mm-hmm. of that one two punch and so they have a little bit of ground so that when it when all the yep. when crap happens it and we start going backwards really big time then they can lower those a little bit and do some stimulus and probably you know steady the boat
1: yep. for a bit so let me um, give you a, let me give you a quick um quick comparison carry of, of prior history. Cause we get questions from advisors and clients that, that get a little more analytical or down in the weeds on interest rates and that the correlation it has to the price of gold and silver. Yeah. Most would say that, Hey, if, if the fed raises rates, doesn't that hurt gold and silver? And i uh, here's a couple of fun facts for you. Uh, we started, you know, the last few times we raised rates, um, I'm going back to, I am go back to about 2004 through 2007. We had a few, uh, we had a few head or a Fed hikes during that time. Um, uh, the price of gold and silver. This is just a base uh, spot price. We're not talking physical here. Rose about eighty five percent during those times. Wow. Uh, quite the quite the contrary. And and we did some more raise raising of the rates in fifteen through nineteen, and mm-hmm. we saw about a fifty percent price increase of of gold and silver. So quite the contrary to popular belief, they raise rates. And that's actually really good for gold and silver.
0: Yeah. So great myth busting there, my friend. Boom. Myth Boom. busted. So that's a big myth. And I'm glad you busted that. So number six, debt, the federal
1: debt. Well, where do we, where do we start here? Where, where's that debt clock up to now? I mean, we're approaching that 31 trillion. Um, yeah. It's in 2026 projected to be well over that 50, almost $60 trillion. We're to forget it, but we're not forgetting about the unfunded liabilities and all the entitlements and social security and Medicare, uh, Minnesota. UFTA, yeah. Where do we go?
0: and I can't say this enough, everybody, when this point comes up, I have to say and remind you that prior to 2009, when the Fed started really printing money like crazy, they had done a little bit of stuff in the past, but this is all a new thing in the last you know, uh, 13, 14 years. So that, that's why you hear us talk about it so much. It's not that the country hasn't had debt before. Mm-hmm. It's just that that has been an acceleration. And it would just be like you going on a borrowing frenzy at your house and and not changing the income in it at all now not to get on a rabbit trail just make this statement the birth that you know the lower birth rate doesn't help that you know um our birth rate's been down for some time and so more mm-hmm. we are moving in our population to from about 15 16% of people over or over 65 that's going to go up to 20 22% so I and you, you see why I'm saying
1: this, everybody, is like the tax base is not being replaced. So well, how, how does government make more money and, and pay off debt? They raise your taxes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: We'll let that one lie. Move on yeah. to number seven. <laughs> So demand. So Ryan, you're in the crow's nest on this. You 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 see demand firsthand with every day when you've got those bids in the marketplace, you see as mm-hmm. that one thing you see is prices rise on gold and yep. silver. Another thing is you just hear the rhetoric from all the advisors. So us yeah. some bullets on this
1: yeah um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoiler alert number 10 um uh, so i'll go into i'll go into high level detail of this before we talk about our last number 10 yeah, um yeah. but but as far as the demand goes industry wide this is factoring all of the imports all of the all of the jewelry all of all of the reports from the government sovereign mints making their coins like the like the us mint making their gold and silver eagles the demand right now is at the highest level in 10 years um, so th- this is the highest we've seen in over in over a decade. But the, the reality is, is when, when demand increases, prices tend to follow suit, right? Simple economic right. principles of supply and demand.
0: That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where we are. Definitely d- belongs on the list. And then number eight, the US dollar. Okay.
1: That's yeah. been going
0: down. So again, the simple, we have to mention it here, but we've probably, you know, I hope you know that is the more they print money. It's more dollars chasing after less
1: goods so the the value of those dollars is is worth less. Yeah, it's just that you know we we talk about this in the training how many times a silver dollar buys you ten gallons of gasoline, and it doesn't matter if gasoline hits ten dollars a gallon. Uh, your dollar is going to require more dollars to buy that gas. But the whole premise behind you know silver and silver dollars, it's going to buy you the same. It's that regardless of what the dollar does, and you know we're with this Ukraine stuff and the Russia stuff, we've seen a major inflow into the safe havens like gold and silver and other commodities. But also, we're still as our currency, I call it the best of the worst thus far yeah. so there's been a major flowage of digital trading of currency i mean you know, you look at the poor russian ruble losing all of the value it has in a week you know that's that's how fast currency when it's based upon a promise backed by nothing can can really go away
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just going to say, you and I talk about the, the dollar losing value, yep. but then our listeners may hear other, you know, pundits out there talk about the dollar strong, da-da-da-da-da, and you you said it, we're, we're the best of the worst. So you and I are talking about the dollars buying power over time, okay. Correct. Yep. So like for a pre-retiree, a retiree. Are they going to be able to live in retirement on those dollars that that income stream they've planned for and then mm-hmm. keep buying the same amount of goods? And that's where you and I are concerned yep. and, and want them to have that head. So number nine, mining. So a lot of the, you know, us average Joes out here, we don't look at mining all the time. So
1: enlighten us on this. Yeah, mining carry is kind of a fun one. You know, it, it goes a little bit with the number seven that we did talking about demand. When there is excess demand, well, there's there's going to be there needs to be more exploration in the mining sector in order to keep up with excess demand. But the problem with with mining exploration is it takes on average about five years for that mine to finally have continuous production and with, with the price suppression that we've had over the last say six seven years up until covid with the pricing of gold and silver being extremely low and and you know costs are still high it wasn't it wasn't advantageous for mining companies to explore new new areas of enriched of rich material but now that we're seeing prices high it's attractive i mean in 2021 alone there's actually 200 more mining starts um formed than the previous year, which <laughs> that's that's good that's that's actually a good thing, um, yeah, because you know, that but, jumped
0: you know, out at me though when I saw your ebles
1: yeah. man I went, whoa, that that says something, but if if you're a mining company, let's just go back to kind of the macro side of if you're a CEO of a mining company, you're not going to invest all of this capital and all of this infrastructure into an organization that's profitable at these levels if you think the price is going to go down,
0: right? No, no. And especially not. I mean, there might be a couple of foolish people in there, but not two hundred, right? Yeah.
1: Then these these two hundreds, they're they're these are the big ones. They're not. Yeah. They're not I lo- mean,
0: they're putting their lives on the line. They're doing yep. that stuff. It's not cheap, as we know. Yeah, All right. So number ten. Now you can talk about inventory shortages as that yep. that part of demand.
1: Yeah. I mean, so when we're there, the huge demand that we're seeing just industry wide, whether that's jewelry, whether that's central banks. Uh, importing gold, whether that's, you know, the sovereign mints doing the gold bullion, et cetera, our little market carry that we have for our niche, for our clients, for our advisors, doing the right way from an integrity side of things of not all gold and silver is created equal, we're not going to be supplying a client with a brand new gold nugget from a gold mine that was just produced here in 2022. There's so many reasons. I'm not going to get into why, but liquidity is one of them. You can't get out of that stuff. Um, So our little market being the pre-1933 gold and silver uh, coins and, 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 and whatnot... Um, and we have different, you know, scroll back on the different podcasts of why we use pre nineteen thirty three, and and go back right. to the training. Um, but right now, just in this last two weeks, we're seeing the major safe haven because of war and rumors of war, and rumors of war is going to continue to happen until the Lord returns. Uh, but it, the the amount of 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 demand and what little supply is left, no nobody in the right mind should be selling back gold and silver pre-33 coins right now because it is served as wealth insurance. Granted, there, there's family circumstances that happens, but when yeah. you're looking at this as insurance, no one's selling any product back and we have a huge demand that creates a, a pretty pretty good problem for us, Gary.
0: Yeah. So our clients who own it currently, it's good for them. It's yeah. bad for you, good for them. Because <laughs> yep, I mean, you know, the value just keeps going up. And and all you mean by it's bad for you is you have to just scrounge and pay more for inventory, right? To get it yeah. out the door.
1: Yep. And I Absolutely. and I wouldn't use this as a as a word for caution of wow, you're so you're saying prices are too high right now. Well, no, prices are going to continue to get higher. That's why we give you these top yeah. 10 reasons. This isn't the this isn't the trying to time the market here and hold off. I don't anticipate these prices getting any lower than where they are right now. Yeah, it's still on sale,
0: man. And, oh man, yep. uh, and actually, especially silver versus gold as well, you know. And so, w- one little nugget, everybody, don't forget that gold tends to lead silver 6, 12, sometimes eighteen months when they're yep. when they start going up, and then silver kind of lags that, and then boom, lot, use, historically we'll we'll blast right past it. Yeah. So uh, when I used to get a little weird in my head when I would hear Ryan talk about. Um, you know, and shortages and all this, like, I'll be like, oh man, that, that could create concern. But I've come to learn over time, you guys, that what he he's just letting us know, he's seeing those constraints in the marketplace. You know, it's not anything he hasn't seen before, yep. and he's you know, continued to have product and supply and no problem, but it's just he's on the front lines of that literally every day. So he mm-hmm. sees that and he can't help but mention it, you know, it's what he's seeing. So, but for our purposes of getting getting uh, these hard assets to our clients, those boxes are still going out every Wednesday and Friday, right? Yes, sir. Every
1: Wednesday and Friday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So quick review, war, inflation, central banks, stock market bubble, interest rates, debt, demand, U.S. dollar, mining, inventory shortages, some macroeconomic been around for decades, some more current events, but it's all part of what we're living in today, you guys. So, Thank you, Ryan, for going over that with us today. And everybody, we'll see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.